Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. This is episode number 78. Well, hello there to everyone. Hope you're all doing well and fine and just staying encouraged in the Lord. I am just excited for the kickoff of this uh, month of January. I've had some very wonderful guests on the last couple of weeks. If you've missed the uh, last two episodes, you're going to want to go back in the archive and listen to those. I had week one, um, author speaker Ken Chen, who wrote the book, the An Encounter with the Healer. He gives his account of how God miraculously healed him of COVID-19. It was a near-death experience, but God brought him out. It was just a powerful, powerful testimony. If you have not listened, be sure to listen to that podcast, and you can purchase his book on Amazon. Uh, an encounter with the healer and then also last week I had a wonderful guest young man Adam Ball who shared his personal testimony his successes his triumphs and also his setbacks and I just thank God for him I've been receiving wonderful text messages and emails of those that have been blessed by those episodes so I thank you all so very much for continuing to listen and to support the podcast be sure that Uh, You share um, and get the word out to more and more people. We have a very good listening base, not only here in the United States, but also in several other countries and nations as well. So today I'm excited because I have a very special guest who's returning for this will be the third time. So he is no stranger to the Revelations from the Heart family. And I'm very honored to uh, have him on. I can say that he is my brother, my real brother my brother from the same mother, and I just thank God for him and the blessing that he is. So I want you all just to welcome once again, my brother, Kevin. Hey, Hey. thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being on. It's always just fun to have you on, and I just love to dialogue with you. Um, Kevin has two other podcast episodes from I think you've been on every year that the podcast has been on. So you can go back in the archives and listen to his first podcast where he shares his powerful, powerful personal testimony. And then just each time we kind of build upon. So y'all that are regular listeners should know Kevin by now. So um, I just first want to just begin by just um, highlighting and sharing that uh, not only is Kevin a man of God, but he is also um, a father, a husband a dear friend, an uncle, a cousin, all that wonderful stuff, a son. And uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful man. And I just thank God for just what it is that he's doing in his life. And just wanted to just share some snippets of those things. So this podcast episode is unscripted. This is like as if you're sitting in on a conversation, a phone conversation. We're making our phone conversation public. 
because Kevin and I, uh, along with our other siblings, we talk to each other regularly. Um, him and my older brother talk every day, probably. And then me and my sister talk every day. And then we talk amongst ourselves to each other. Sometimes we do group calls. It just depends on uh, how we're feeling. But um, I just wanted to highlight one of the things that Kevin does and that he's instrumental in doing is that he is a gifted coach and a mentor. Kevin, can you just kind of expound upon that a little bit about uh, coaching and mentoring and how God is just using you in that area? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been coaching or mentoring in some capacity for uh, somewhere around 24, 25 years. Um, officially, I've um, I've always I feel like I've always been a, a coach at heart. Obviously, you know, our dad is a, was a coach for almost 40 years. And so I get it honest. Um, but it's one of those things that I always gravitated to. So um, it's just always been something that that if I wanted to do it or not, it's always been something that I've always done um, just in every capacity. So, yeah. Well, you know, there's some people that coach and then there's some people that God is gifted, you know, to coach and to mentor. And when you do, there's a, there's a difference because you have to really have a heart for uh, the young people. And I've seen you in action and it is, it is really phenomenal. I've seen how you've taken a group of kids and not only have you helped build them up mentally and spiritually, but also uh, physically and, and uh, you know, just in there, you know, I mean, I, every game I've been to, you've always won, maybe except I can count on my hand. And you just say it like nonchalant, like, you know, we had a championship with the job. Well, you know, we didn't. Like, what? Well, do it again. So, you know, you just kind of do it with care. So but how do you implement? Because, like, sometimes I know that you're not always in a Christian arena. How do you implement, like, um, spiritual things you know uh what's what's some of the how some of the ways that you that you do that with the young people i i think for me uh it's just who i am and so um some of it comes from just how i carry myself in front of them so um they they can see um by how i carry myself how i speak to them how i speak in front of them that there is something a little different um but then every chance i get i always let them know when it comes to me uh about uh, who's the head of my life and so whenever I speak to them about um, about life in general and I give them examples um, I'm, I, I use that um, I'm never one to try to beat somebody over the head with with the word or anything but um, they're, they're going to hear it we're going we're to pray uh, before games and during certain situations um, you know in all the years I've done this I've never really had any kid um, fight against that or any parents for that matter so it's always something that I believe is is necessary um, that as a coach, as a leader, as a mentor, that you're as genuine as you possibly can can be. And that's a part of my life. Uh, God and my relationship with him is a part of my life. So I have a hard time leaving that out. So it's just natural for me. That's amazing because a lot of times what you find is people are not authentic. And what it is that people really want to see is that authenticity. And, you know, that we as believers, you know, we're living in a day and time where, I mean, you know, it's like the 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 real ones are being separated from the not so real ones. You have to have tough skin and you have to know and what you believe. You got to stand for what you believe no matter what. And the thing that we know is that when we do that, God is going to bless us and that honors God. You know, people might get mad, talk about whatever. Who cares? Because God is going to honor that. Now, I will venture to say 
that out of all these kids that you've coached, that today I want to let everybody know that I was Kevin's first recipient of his coaching because he coached me in every sport that I can think of. And uh, he taught me how to catch the ball really good. <clears throat> he taught me how to uh, do a lot of stuff, do a lot of stuff. In fact, I can remember uh, in the summertime, you know, we, we were outside a lot and we played a lot of sports, kickball, soccer, basketball, football, uh, what else? Volleyball, volleyball. I mean, every sport that I can think of. And I will say that, though, uh, wrestling was not one of the sports that he taught he took care of the fighting for me. So if I needed somebody to beat it up, Kevin handled all of that. He handled all of that. So we always was on some type of adventure, always uh, having a good time, always having fun. And it's like, even as, even like looking back at that younger age, it's like you can see glimmers of that in you, you know, that it was still, that was in you. And a lot of times, you know, when you have children, you'll see the glimmers of things like, uh, yep. She was always doing this or he was always, you know, doing that. And so I want to talk about uh, you have an organization called Man to Man. Mm-hmm. And can you just kind of share with the viewers like how that was birthed, what it is you're doing now and what <clears throat> you're doing looking forward, looking ahead? Um. Uh, first of all, thank you. Yeah, Um. I think Man to Man was always um, a part of me. When I And what I mean by that, I think throughout my life, God was always preparing me to lead an organization like man to man um for me man to man is just what it is it's about um not just men but actually people sharing their um testimonies with other people to help them um it started in birth from the coaching aspect so um years back i had um, a couple of young men that unfortunately lost their life to um, violence and so i as I battled with that, um, I decided that I was going to change my the way I coached. I was going to coach from the heart. I was no longer going to coach wins or losses. I was going to coach um, uh, according to life. So I was going to use basketball to teach life skills and to really, really pour myself into these young people and see where it got. Um, man to man sprung from that. I had a group of young people. Um, that I coached for about eight or nine years, the same boys, same six or seven boys. And so when they got too old and were moving on, graduating from high school, I needed a way to to keep in touch with them. So I created Man to Man. It was started off being I would buy a couple a couple pizzas. We'd sit around and, and talk. Um, these are conversations we would have on our way to practice on our way to games. Now we were just deliberately having those conversations. And they it was they they would ask me anything. Um and we would talk through it. And so that was the birth of man to man. And what started happening is they started inviting their friends. And then their friends started inviting their friends. And then before I knew it, I had 60, 70 kids showing up once a month, wanting to have man to man. And so mm-hmm. um, that was probably um, how it started. And so officially man to man has been a 5013C for the last three, this will be our fourth year. Um, and so we're doing the same things meeting once a month, having those tough conversations, um, celebrating one another, um, and just enjoying each other's company. So that's that's really what it is. Well, how will people, if they want to get in touch with you, like to support, or you got a website, or you got a, a, a link yeah. or something that you can leave with, with them? 
So the absolutely, I you said it's a five hundred one c three organization. Mm -hmm. So you're always, you know, needing sponsorship and support and all those kind of things. And do you need volunteers ever? So not right now. There there have been times and events, but as that comes up, that's definitely something we're looking to. Honestly, um, when I say grassroots, I, I run one of the most grassroots of grassroots organizations, meaning mm -hmm. that in the four years, I have never taken any money over, I believe, $50 from a person. So mm -hmm. I run off of just me and a couple other people, um, just by the grace of God, just blessing um the kids whatever whatever we need but definitely looking to do, doing bigger and and uh better things later um it's something that actually we had a meeting to talk about here recently um um uh, man to man let's see um obviously um if anybody knows of any young people that want to attend our meetings they can they can actually email us at uh man that's m-a-n the number two man m-a-n Indy, I-N-D-Y, at gmail.com. Okay. Um, right now, I'm I'm transitioning from one website to another. I don't really you like the platform that website is on, so I don't really use that. Um, but that's the best way to get in contact. They can just email you. Just email yeah, just you right email now to your website. That's the best way. Okay. Um, and then any information about um, um, funding or anything like that, just email me, and I'll get back with you, and we can talk about that. Um, a lot of stuff I do is mainly sports. Like I use sports for pretty much everything. I believe it's the easiest way to con connect with young people. Um, it's through sports. So I use basketball to really open up the door to allow me to get forth uh, a message that they need. Um, right now, I'm big at teaching emotional intelligence. So mm -hmm. using sports is great for that. You know, learning, teaching kids how to deal with adversity on the court, it translates to how they deal with adversity out here in the streets. And so as you as you can see, especially around Indianapolis, um, you know, young people are dying and they are committing crimes at an alarming rate. Mm -hmm. We have to figure that out. Some of that comes down to understanding how to deal with adverse situations mm -hmm. and how to um, best combat, um, you know, your your emotions and learning how to to put your emotions in the right place. So that's definitely something we teach. Well, that's great. Now you just recently had. Um or one of your um, teammates was mm -hmm. in, involved in some um, gun violence and lost his life, 16-year-old um, yeah. man. And uh, Kevin did a very wonderful, uh, he was on the news, did a clip, wonderful clip, spoke very well. And I know that was difficult, you know, and hard. Anytime, you know, death is, you know, it's a part of life. It's a difficult part of life, but it's especially when it's a young person and then when it's to violence, and it wasn't necessarily where uh, he, you know, it was just a mistaken identity, one of those yeah. things, like he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. It was just just one of those things and just, you know, really unfortunate um, and everything. And so um, if you could give us, you know, like, let me know, what's your favorite scripture? What's your favorite story in the Bible? What's, you know, one of them that you use perhaps frequently um, when you're talking to these young men or just one that, you know, that you like personally? Um, I think the story I use the most is David. Um, I, I could use David, especially for young people. I think David is probably, and there's not any particular verse I go to uh, specifically. I just kind of go, David's whole life is a great story for young, especially young men, just um, from start to finish. Like everything that he lived through and went through is almost transferable 
um, to current times. Like you can you can transfer it into today's times and 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 use those analogies for what David went through. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, especially the kids, I, I, most of them, all of them know David and Goliath, so they know that story. But the first time you sit down and you tell them the 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 ins and outs, the 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 parts of the story that that they never heard about, um, the stuff about how um, when the king gave David his armor and you know all these other things, it's the little tidbits of the story that the kids don't even know about. Um, it really speaks volumes. But David is probably the story I use the most. David. So what's your what's your personal favorite like scripture? What's oh wow. Uh my 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 personal favorite is, is Isaiah, Isaiah 54. <laughs> no of weapon course. formed against me so proper. Of course. That's one that was instilled in us. That's that was our mother, you know, she say that yeah. so much so to sometimes she just look at us on command and we just be like, no one formed against us. Absolutely. So definitely, yes. definitely we always keep that in mind and carry that um, you know, in our heart um that scripture so yes that will be one that we will never forget we don't need to forget because no god is faithful. i think it, it covers it covers everything i think it you know what i'm saying it, it, yeah i mean you can use it every yeah. every you know season of life because there's things that do try to come against us but we know that hey this is not leading nowhere because no weapon formed against me shall prosper so you know god is faithful so, um, so you got your, the mentoring and your, you know, the, the coaching and, and, you know, all of those things like that. And I know that, you know, in your own personal life, you know, you had some, um, you know, we were raised in a Christian home and, but there came a point where, you know, you just kind of like, uh, deterred from those things mm-hmm. and, you know, but all along, I remember you said that, uh, you know, God was always with you and, mm-hmm. you know, like looking back, you realize like God was just with me in the midst of my silliness in the midst of my mess mm. all that stuff do you see like through the years of coaching do you see like a decline in um like the young people do you see that there's like a stark difference here within the last couple of years um with young people as far as like you know you mentioned like with the with violence you know and all that kind of stuff like that have you noticed a difference over the years uh, i would say yes i think i think anybody who works with young people um <laughs> over excuse me over a amount of years i think you see that there's a there's a lack of of conscience so like they're not they're very numb to a lot of things that like i i, I as a young person 15 16 years old um even some of the harshest people i know had a heart for certain things and so um they're just desensitized to a lot of things and some different reasons right um it, it can be what they watch on TV, the video games they play, all those different things that people say. Some of it is that there's uh, overexposure to trauma, uh, even on social media. I mean, the, the the clips you see on TikTok or on Instagram or Facebook, it's about somebody getting beat up, somebody, you know, all these different things. You see enough of that and you tend to not think too much about it when you see it in real life. And so I think that if I could say one thing, I think that's the the, the theme is that I see that they're very desensitized to um to like things that when I was a kid I, I would you know I was like oh that's that's you know that's too much or you know what what like you know I just I just you know had a different feeling about that. Um but yeah that's that's what I said it is desensitized to a lot of a lot of things that they shouldn't be honestly. Yeah. And the thing is is that it's it's really sad um because just like you said social media plays a big role um in that. So 
with the man to man. You're mostly mentoring young men, but don't do older men come too or other young yeah, men? So um years years ago, a couple years ago, what I decided to do is um I had a lot of uh grown men that would come and volunteer. Uh -huh. And they enjoyed it so much. But obviously they have different um realities because they're guys with wives and children and stuff like that. Um man to man is really for twenty for 20 year old down to 10 year olds is really what man to man is designed for. I started a, a, a secondary group uh, called Brick by Brick. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah. So Brick by Brick is for 21 and up. Uh, and we meet uh, once a month also. Um, obviously the format's a little different. Um, I'm not I'm not given lessons or anything like that. I usually have like a, a question or a scripture. I'll read at the beginning, give a little bit of, you know, information here or there. And, and the conversation kind of organically goes from there. Whatever anybody wants to talk about, whatever was on their heart, if they want to talk about the subject, office, whatever. And we spend an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, and just we just rap. And so it's usually seven, eight, ten guys that uh, get together and just really um, just pour into each other and fellowship. And it's, 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 it's a great experience. It really is. I think that's great because I always say men need men. Mm -hmm. you know men need to be there women can't show men how to be men men need mm -hmm. other men you know they need to get together and all that kind of stuff so what do you think is like the biggest or what have you seen or noticed is like the biggest thing that's plaguing men today wow um I, i'm gonna be honest with you it's it's a i i think uh and i've bounced back with this just over time i think right now what i would say is it's it's all based in uh I say the problem with males today is emotion. Um, society um, tells us as men, we're only allowed a certain um, certain emotions. Anger and, and happiness is the two that I really, that you really see the most from men. They're either happy or they're extremely mad. So if something makes them sad, some, they're afraid of something, they, it turns to anger. They have to, they're angry. Um, because of that, what I see with with older men is that They've lived their whole life um, combating, um, dealing with their emotions and, and not being allowed to experience the whole spectrum of emotions. And so they have even more problems as they get older because now they have children, now they have wives and they're, they're not able to express themselves in the way that they should. And so a lot of things get unsaid or get, or get misconstrued. Um, and so it just causes them all, type, all type of troubles. I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing is the emotional maturity, emotional intelligence across the board for males. It's being able to understand that this right here hurt me and the feelings that I have about this, um, I feel this way. And being able to say that and express that is difficult or they just don't know how to at all. So that's where we're at. That's, that's well, you know what I think sometimes like you know men are pursued like don't cry mm -hmm. and you know now you don't be no cry baby you know men you know they have cry a little tougher than us women because we're emotional yeah. but I mean you know it's okay to sometimes you gotta cry yeah. you know you gotta like you know sometimes show your emotions because if not you hold them back and it backs all up and just makes you just you know it's just not healthy it's just not healthy you know um to do that and everything. So if you could give a, a closing, encouraging word, a fine what, what what would you say to the men that are listening and even the women that have men that are listening? Oh, wow. Um, 
if I could say one thing, I think I would say, um, mm, the thing I would say, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of quotes that that I I love that I think are the greatest, and these quotes always get, keep me going. But um, there's a quote by Frederick Douglass. He says it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. Mm -hmm. I think that um, for the men, I think that that is, is for parents. Period. I think that um, it's it's important that you remember that. Like um, the things sometimes as parents, they we parent out of um, out of, out of an apology because we weren't, we didn't do something right. We didn't pick the right man or we didn't pick the right woman. We parent our children as an apology. So therefore we allow certain things to go on and don't correct them. We're not going to do nothing, but create, create another issue, um, down the line for them. And I, I think just for everyone, I think, um, the thing I would have to say would be, um, Everybody's put on this earth to do something. I, I tell I tell my kids this all the time. You were born great. God decided that you were going to be birthed. You were born. You were born, so you're born to be great. The the part of our life is we have to figure out what we're supposed to be great at. What what are we supposed to be great at? And that's where trusting God and believing in God, He can help you see that. And so sometimes we have to dare to be great. So we have to go do something and put forth some work out here to make sure is this what I'm supposed to do? I told the kids today, I'm the luckiest man in the world in my my eyes because I found what God put me on earth to do. Yes. He put me on earth to coach, put me on earth to mentor. I am blessed. You want to know why I believe God is real? Because I'm able to do that. He put me on earth to do this and I would do, I've done it for free, you know what I'm saying? And do it with the same passion, with the same heart, with the same love. And so to me, if I'm not going to do anything else, this is, this is it for me. And I'm, I'm okay with it. And so I feel like I found what I was put on here to do. Everybody isn't there yet. So, but it's, it's understanding that I'm put on earth to do something. Let me go find what I'm supposed to be great at. Let me go be there. And so that's what I would say. Go find what you're supposed to be great at and go, and go do it. Go figure it out. The, the way that you the way that you do that is that in order for you to understand the purpose of a thing, you got to ask the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. you know, the, so the manufacturer of us is God. Yeah. And the Absolutely. only one that knows, you know, your purpose and your reason for existence is God. And that's so powerful that people understand that is that once you figure out, find, you know, what that set thing is that God has for you to do. You know, there's people that sing, lots of people that sing great. Neither me, me nor neither one no. of us no. got gifted with no. that. No. But that's all right. That's all right. Okay. But all right. Um, people are, but with each and every one, every voice is different. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody that can sing, you know, like this person. Just like we are our, our aunt Mary, she was an excellent cook. Mm. She could yeah. cook anything. And make you like it. She was just an excellent cook. She made, I mean, the best cakes and rolls, and these were her own recipes. Just, I mean, everything was just that she cooked. Nobody could cook like her. Yep. There's other great cook, but nobody could cook like Aunt Mary. You know, we go to a function and they would say, "Are these Mary's rolls?" You know, and we know that they're, you know, they just, they were. She was, she was consistently, 
you know, sometimes people be off their game. No, she was always on her game. Her rose was mm. always cooked the same, just perfect. I'm just Never thinking about her right now, Kevin. It just makes me yeah. think about her right now. Um, and so, you know, even though there's other people that can cook, nobody can cook like her. So just like there's other coaches, but there's nobody that can coach like you. And God has called you to a certain group of people, you know, your tribe, so to speak, to coach to. Just like there's millions, there's there's thousands of ministers, you know, but there's still need, you know, room for, there's still a place for more that, you know, one person can't touch everybody, you know, so we're all in different arenas and different places. And that's where God has placed you. And, you know, before you found, you know, your purpose or your set place, you know, I know uh, Miles Monroe says that if you don't know a purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. a lot of times people walking around abusing themselves because they don't know their purpose. Because when you know your purpose, your mind is set on really on higher things. You know, it's not set on, you know, just, you know, you got, I got to go to bed at a certain time. I got to eat right. You know, I, I don't do this. I don't do that because I have to be, you know, ready to go and do what I'm supposed to do. So that's so very powerful just to encourage, you know, the people. And if you're listening and, you know, you may not have found your purpose or know what your purpose is, you got to ask God what it is. You got to ask God, how many people have gone through school, got an education, uh, working a job that they hate, you know, just because they're, they're maybe making a lot of money, but they're miserable. Once you find your purpose and figure out your reason for existence, why God put you on this earth, you will find fulfillment and joy. And yep. hey, if you just do what you're supposed to do and do it with passion, God will bring the right people around you to support you. And he will take care of you as well. So just be encouraged in that. So Kevin, will you just close us out quickly with a word of prayer for, um, especially, you know, like geared towards men, young men. <laughs> and um, there may be some women that are listening that have men in their lives. And I just want to stress to you that it's so important that you pray for the men that are in your lives because mm-hmm. men carry a heavy load. And we see in our society how um, they're trying to, um just downgrade men, really, you know, and just, you know, try to, what's it, is it emasculate? Is it emasculate? Yeah, sometimes words kind of, you know, jumble up, but emasculate men, and, but God has a special plan and purpose for men. Men are still the authority. Men, um, you know, are still in God's plan, and so just make sure, you know, you pray and uh, for the men that are in your family. So, Kevin, would you just leave us with a word of prayer for men, just men, young men, old men, okay. maybe men, yeah. all just men folk in general. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening, Lord. We just ask that you bless everyone who is out here listening or, or not listening, Lord. You just just comfort them in any way you can, any way that they need you, Lord. We just we lift up men today, Lord. We lift up fathers, we lift up husbands, we lift up sons, we lift up brothers uncles, nephews, Lord, we lift up all men. We just pray that you will just protect their hearts, their spirits, their minds, their bodies, Lord. We ask that you would give them the wisdom, give them the heart to lead, to lead in the right direction, Lord, to lead their families, their friends, their loved ones in the right direction that you would have them go. We pray for every step they take. We pray for every, every door that is closed to them, Lord that you open the doors that need to be opened, Lord. We pray for the young men. We pray that you will give them emotional 
maturity so that they will understand that you are in control of their lives, that you can help them, that you put all trust and faith in you, not in anything else, Lord, and their life will go the way it's supposed to go. I do. I lift all these all these men up in your name, Lord. So have your angels surround them, Lord, everything they do from today, tomorrow, and always. We pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. And Father, I thank you for Kevin. I thank you for this man of God. I thank you, Lord, for the plan and the purpose that you have for his life, Lord, that he's walking in his purpose on purpose. And I thank you, Father God, for opening doors of opportunity for him. I thank you, Lord, for the desires of his heart being fulfilled. You said that if we delight in you, you would give us the desires of our heart. And I thank you that as he moves forward, Father God, that you lead and you guide him and that you bless and you protect him in every way possible. Protect his family, his children, Father God. And I thank you for just using him, Father God, to be a blessing to those around him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, I thank you so very much, brother, for being on. Thank you. And once again, uh, I just love talking to you always. And it's always great to see you. I want to remind you that uh, if you want to get in touch with Kevin, uh, you can email him at man, M-A-N, the number two, M-A-N, at gmail.com. Indy at gmail.com. Uh, Indy. Yes. Okay. Indy at gmail.com. Yes. So don't forget all of that. I almost had it. I almost had it. That's all right. That's I almost right. had it. But I thank you so very much. I want you all to remember the words in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.